Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! Well, it's noon on uh, Friday, February 11th, 2022, and this is News That You Can Use with your dear friends and hosts, Zach and Ray, and it's Friday, so that means it's Kimberly's Corner with the F&I goddess herself, Miss Kimberly Klein. Hello. Hey there, Kimberly. How are you guys? I see you've got a lot of um, screws behind you. Yeah, that's that just our way to represent to the American public exactly how many times they're getting screwed on a daily basis. Yeah. Tell us how you really feel, Ray. <laughs> you guys are funny. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's true. I, um, as a matter of fact, I I recently read an article that you sent me about some business practices um, from OEMs and large F and I product providers. Uh, where they are bullying um, third-party providers, which ultimately means they're bullying and taking advantage of uh, us, the consumer. It is definitely the trickle-down effect. And where does it always land? It, it, it always lands on the consumers. The consumers are the ones that that pay for all this, that are always getting screwed. Um and and the article that you you sent me, I mean, it was a really in depth article. Which and it was funny because the perspective that the article was taking was that uh, it was impacting <clears throat> third party providers, insurance providers, right? And it was and it uh, and and that the manufacturers and the manufacturers' captive lenders were the ones that were responsible for it. But it hardly spent any time at all on how that ultimately it really impacts the consumer. Yeah. 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 So the big guys are like thirsty chihuahuas, you know, they're like, mm, we're going to we're going to gobble up all these third parties and push them out of the way like bullies. I think the term was used in the article. And yes. I just take a few notes here because some of the language used in the article uh, the biggest one, manufacturer manipulation. Have we heard this before? Uh, manufacturer manipulation. Yes, we have, haven't we? Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I've been manipulated many times by the manufacturers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you guys tee it up a little bit, though? Not like no one else has read this article. Yeah. I can't screen share yes. today. So, Kimberly, what was oh, this gotcha. about? Okay, so it's about um, OEMs, manufacturers forcing dealerships. <laughs> finance office to right, use coughing. their we, to, today's away. a drinking game every time zach coughs we have to drink i'm not abused all right okay so oems forcing dealerships to use their products in the finance office so let's use this scenario let's say you're buying um i don't know make up some car you guys let's call it the screw car you're going into the screw car dealership and oh, got gotcha your motors, got your got your motors, and you're in the finance office. Brand new 2022 screw car, and um, you get offered all of these products. Well, 
you know that you've looked around, you've done your due diligence, and you've found some other products that you're interested in. I don't know, like a tire and wheel plan or maybe a paint and interior that you would rather use somewhere else. But the screw car product is so expensive and you know you can get it cheaper somewhere else. And so you say to the finance manager, hey, I like this screw car, you know, product, but I can get it cheaper over here. And the finance manager says, yes, but this screw car product is through your manufacturer or backed by your manufacturer screw car. So even though you can get the same product through somewhere else, you get the warm, fuzzy feeling because it's got screw cars name on it. It I is. don't think that made any sense to anyone. So let's just, it's the same product, well, but the well, manufacturers are putting their name on it and forcing dealerships to use them, pushing out all of the third party products. And, and if, if the, the dealership doesn't use the uh, factory sponsored products, um, mm -hmm. for every third party product that they sell, they have to have the customer sign a form where the customer states that they understand that this is not backed by the manufacturer and, and, and um, which, which would indicate to the customer that if it's not backed by the manufacturer, well, then maybe it's not as good when in fact it is just as good, but the it's not backed by the manufacturer is a scare tactic to get you to pay more than you actually need to pay for something. Yeah, and that's where the the attorneys um, are jumping in. And and I, in and in some cases, um, you know what what seems through common sense to to be illegal, um, oftentimes isn't. But it's if they threaten the dealer that they uh, won't finance the the same amount or won't finance the third party warranty or things like that. That's where it can suddenly get a little sticky and, and the dealers can fight back. But most dealers aren't going to fight back because all they want to do is, is maintain it's, whatever profits they can in the back end. Exactly. So let's let the people know a little bit how this works. There are um, administrators that may go through agents. Agents go into the dealerships to sell their products mm -hmm. in the finance office. Now, these agents, there are many more benefits for a dealership to go with said agent. For example, ongoing support and training to finance managers is, is one of the benefits that come with these products. Um, and so I can only imagine that all of these agents and administrators are getting pushed and pushed by the OEMs. I highly doubt that the OEMs will have the same support and training and ongoing benefits to the finance department that many of these larger agents administrators currently have. But um, if you can get the same product for some, you know, if I present you with, do you see what I'm saying? If I present you with two products, this one says ABC and this one says Subaru on it. And they're the exact same product. 
this one is $3,000. This one is $1,800. Which one will you buy? And, and, and oftentimes you, you can't even give the people that option uh, because of the way that the OEMs, the manufacturers are playing or the way that the captive lenders are playing, uh, where they, they force you to sell the one that says Subaru as opposed to the one that says ABC. So that ultimately... The people that are paying for this are the are the customers, yeah. the consumers. They're the ones that are losing the availability of options that might have been out there, but that the way things are being structured today, um, the dealer can't necessarily share them with the customer. And 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 it, you know, and it it's not just the OEMs because there's a couple really major players that provide oh, yeah. in the F and I field um, that control the bulk of of what gets sold. And and these players have grown in stature and power over the past few years. That that's why they feel as if they can put help push out the third party, uh, the other the smaller third party vendors. And yeah, every time that happens, it impacts consumers. And it does. Last, last time I checked, we're, we're one of the few people that are trying to be there for consumers. Exactly. And <laughs> I like how the article said that it's due to a constantly changing marketplace as the reason for bullying. So it's just another, it's just another example of taking advantage of the current market. It drives me nuts. I, I, I can, I'll share an example for the two of you from a different industry, but it's the same concept. And, and the, the industry was when I had a golf pro shop and my, my, uh, one of my representatives came in and this representative was a major player in this, in the golf ball market. Also they were in the club market, but they weren't that big of a player in the club market. So um, the the representative came in and he said, hey, listen, we have a special on these 15 ball golf ball packs that we sell. Um, they're they're $15.99 wholesale to you. Uh, our research has indicated that they sell best at $14.99. Uh, and they're really a popular ball. Oh, and if you'd like to sell our golf ball, you also have to carry all of our golf clubs that we offer. Hmm. And if you won't buy the golf clubs, then you can't buy the golf balls. Oh my God. Well, so okay. that's basic. And, and so what they're doing is they're dictating terms that ultimately I, I had to be there trying to convince customers that they should buy golf clubs that were inferior to other golf clubs because it was the only way that I could get the golf balls in order to be able to do that. And, and so it's just another example of where predatory pricing impacts how much the consumers have to pay. The consumer. Things. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and, and it's, it's really trickery. It's trickery. It, it is. It, 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 it is. And it's, and it's just, it's, it's another nail in the coffin for, the way this process is is continuing, I think, personally. I, I do too. I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. So now when it comes that. to warranties or extended vehicle service contracts, as we like to call them, isn't that what we call them? Service contracts? Oh, you're allowed to talk. 
Uh, your you, can, you can do more than just cough, buddy. When it comes to warranties, um, you, you know, we take people take shots at us because, well, we sell a third party warranty. But the third party warranty that we sell is one of the largest providers of these warranties in the country. Um, and it's a wealth, well respected and well thought of warranty company that doesn't have issues paying claims, which is what everybody's major concern is. Yeah, exactly. I have a problem and I always have had this problem. I hate the term third party in the finance office. I, I, I just, I don't care if it's a third party. I want to know about the product. Tell me exactly. about the product. What are the benefits? Show me the value in it. Give me some examples of how this might benefit me. Um, and then, of course, I'm going to negotiate the heck out of the price. But the, I, I really dislike the term third party because everything in the world is third party as far as I'm concerned. I wish they would just take that out of automotive language. Third party, third party. And just call it options. Yeah, options. Give me the options. Tell me what the benefits are. Yes. Give me some examples. Here, here, here are two different gap insurance providers. Here's the differences or the similarities between the two. And, and one is twice the cost of the other. So you tell me, folks, which one would you prefer? I, I remember when years and years and years ago, um, when I was at a Pontiac dealership and, and GM had uh, what they called a smart buy. And yes, smart I buy, remember that too. Yeah, which which was just really a balloon payment at the end of of the yep. of the finance term, it, almost a deferred down payment. You're gonna you're gonna make that down payment at the end, not the beginning. But I I remember the way I used to phrase it to customers: Did you want to look at the conventional seventy two month financing, or would you like to take a look at a smart buy as well? You want to stay with the conventional dumb buy, or do you want to go with the the smart buy. So, <laughs> but it's what? options and it's being able to provide people with options. Um, and the manufacturers and their captive lenders are trying to, to take away um, the options that consumers should have. Yes. And here's the danger in it for the consumer in the finance office. The danger is I have this product and it's the, ex how am I going to put this? Um, do, don't you as a consumer get the warm, fuzzy feeling when you think to yourself, oh, so this is through the manufacturer and that's why I'm going to pay more for it. That makes me feel better. It's like buying a pair of brand name jeans back in the day, not today, but back in the day, Jordache jeans, you pay more for mm -hmm. uh, because, they, because of the name brand. But over here is the exact same product. It's kind of like um, the drugs, like Tylenol versus a bottle acetaminophen. of acetaminophen. Yeah, they're, they're the same. Yeah. They're the same product, but, oh, I do feel there's something inside of me that feels better about paying more for the bottle that says Tylenol. Maybe maybe if if the products, instead of being called third-party they were just called generic because mm. when it comes to, to drugs that you get, a, you know, that are prescribed to you, do yeah. you want the generic brand, which is the same exact manufacturing as the name brand drug, 
but at the generic brand, it costs you $10 for a 90-day supply, as opposed to if you take the name brand, it's $150 for the 90-day supply. If they're the same thing. Yeah, if they're the same thing, why am if, I going? Why, yeah. why am I being asked to pay double or triple or 10 times the amount uh, simply because it has to have the name brand on it? And that's that's what we're seeing uh, happening with a lot of the finance and insurance products today, um, where the manufacturers are just flexing their muscle. Um, yeah. and, and being bullies. And being bullies. And then the dealers, I know dealers that I worked for, we sold we sold generic and we also sold manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And the dealer principal would always say, um, I need you to make sure that we're selling at least 40% of the manufacturer's products so that they'll be happy <laughs> with us and buy more deals from us. Uh, but it has to be at least 40%. And it puts the pressure on the finance manager to have to try and decide, well, which 40% are going to be the ones that have to buy the name brand as opposed to the generic brand. Yeah. Yeah. And I worked for multi-brands all my years. It's always been multi-brands at the same time. So, you know, I worked for Subaru, Mazda, Volkswagen, GMC, Buick, uh, and Pontiac back in the day, but all these brands at the same time. So I was working simultaneously with maybe 10 different administrators Mm -hmm. depending on what car I was delivering that day or what vehicles we were moving. Um, They're they're all basically the same product, but we did use a couple of OE, maybe two Mm -hmm. of OEM backed products. All these other products, they're the same. They're the same. But I can promise you the consumer, that person sitting across the desk from me and me as a finance manager would always point out that this is backed by X, Y, and Z. This is backed by your manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And by golly, they people love that, and they're going to pay more for it. It makes them feel better. They're going to pay more for it. Even yep. though the product over here for Pontiac was the exact same thing without the manufacturer's name. You're about the sack. Was what about certified pre-owned? What about it? What about it? So with CPOs um, on extended warranties, vehicle service contracts, most of the time you will have an administ- uh, a manufacturer-backed wrap that you can sell to wrap the entire car. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times I just, you won't. And I just mean in general, like in the same context of consumers paying for it. Like how much does it actually cost to CPO a car? Doesn't the manufacturer oh. charge the dealership? Well, like, well, the, and the, and then it and it fits the same void or fills the same void in the sense of as a consumer, mm-hmm. I want the CPO one because it's Volvo certified. <laughs> well, yeah. and 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 the reason the so. reason they came up with certified cars was so that it would give the the uh, the manufacturer the opportunity to basically extend the the original factory warranty, whether it was another two years. And, 50,000 miles, whatever it was. In some cases, it, it might be two years and unlimited miles, um, depending on the brand. But uh, that was basically an extension of the factory warranty. And the deal, the, the CPO cars to the consumers were more expensive. And they were more expensive to the consumer because 
the manufacturer required the dealership to do a, a greater degree of reconditioning. So the average reconditioning cost on, say, a certified Acura was about $1,800 compared to about $1,000 in reconditioning if it wasn't certified. So you, right there, you had $800 to $1,000 more in cost in the car. Then you had to pay Acura for the right to have that certified pre-owned warranty attached to it. And that might be another $650. So suddenly you're $1,400, $1,600 more expensive in your cost of the vehicle. And that gets passed on to the consumer. But the consumer is buying it with all that added protection. So that's why it should be worth the additional dollars to the consumer. But you can buy non-certified, and, and Kimberly knows this, and, and just add an extended vehicle service contract to it and get the same type of coverage. Um, and ultimately, it could end up being less expensive than a certified. Yeah, certified, um, I have only worked with manufacturer certifications. Mm -hmm. There are dealership certifications. I'm not a fan of them because dealership, that puts them in control of said certification. Whereas a manufacturer certified pre-owned vehicle, <coughs> they have their own, the manufacturer has very good guidelines for that inspection and for that certification that a vehicle has to go through rigorous inspection to become CPO. A dealership kind of takes that away. If you get dealership certified, they make up whatever they want to do. To me, and, that and, doesn't mean a whole lot, but the manufacturer certified does. Well, and the reason the manufacturer certified does is because, um, you know, if you have a, for instance, an Acura certified vehicle, well, you can take that vehicle to any Acura dealership anywhere in the United States and they'll and they'll honor that certified warranty. If you have a dealership certified program, um, it might require that any repairs that the vehicle needs has to be done at the at that dealership. Yeah. Or at, at some affiliated network of dealerships. And if there aren't any of those anywhere near where you broke down or had an issue, well, then it becomes worthless. Um, so manufacturer CPO programs tend to have more value associated with them than just um, regular certified independent dealer certified programs. They, they, they normally mean nothing Yeah, in, in my experience. And one more thing I'd like to say about the CPO. So you do get manufacturer certification. You do get these extra benefits of knowing it went through this rigorous inspection and it does come with an extended powertrain warranty typically. Um, but the wrap or the extended version, the extended warranty that the finance manager will sell to you is nothing more. It's not, it's not special. It's the same thing as any other VSC. Mm-hmm. We use terms like wrap saying, okay, well, now we're going to wrap the car and cover it for even an even longer period of time. It's the same thing as a VSC. Exactly. Exactly. But, but, uh, which is why in a lot of cases it's, it, it could be cheaper for a customer not to get us a, a factory certified car 
and just buy a regular used car and attach or purchase an extended vehicle service contract along with that. You'll end up spending less money, but end up having the same exact coverage. Especially and, in this market. This yes. Same crazy market. Yes. As a matter of fact, speaking of the same crazy market, uh, I spoke to a dear friend of mine last night, Chip, and um, Chip. and they are still experiencing uh, a slowdown. Um, used cars aren't selling um, near as quickly as they had been, um, and they are still under the uh, working under the concept of it is better to take a shorter deal today than to get clubbed like a baby seal uh, two months from now. Um, and and a lot of a lot of the bigger groups, he said, are still just living by the 45 to 60 day term policy. If the vehicle isn't retailed, it's going to be wholesaled and, and we'll take whatever loss there is. And we'll take it now. And hopefully that'll be less than what the loss would be further down the road. So uh, at least in some portions of the country, the used car market is cooling down a bit. Um, new cars, it's still an issue because there, there's still shortages of new cars and, and with what's going on with the blockades in Canada, that's impacting mm, that's manufacturing. Whole, yeah. yeah, yeah, that that's above and beyond COVID. That's above and beyond chip shortages. That's that's it's it's a bridge own, shortage. I'll I'll be right yeah. back. I forgot a tissue. I'm sorry, Keg. Right oh, you forgot a tissue. Yeah, no, well, no. I mean, yeah. Don't worry. I'll be able to hit end broadcast when it's time. You can use a sleeve. We don't, well, we don't mind, do we? I mean, he's asleep. He, he could, but his, his mother taught him better than that. What can I tell you? <laughs> Good. Uh, Good. Yeah, I, I, I think he needs to spend a, uh, a weekend uh, with just a giant pot of chicken soup. Um, yeah. That might help. A Vicks vapor thing, too. Yeah, uh, because believe it or not, he's running a full marathon a week from this coming Sunday. Oh, uh, my gosh. Exactly. Exactly. So we need we need him to get healthy and and better for that marathon because otherwise I don't know I just, I don't want to have to go visit him in the hospital wherever the hell he's running this thing. No, none of us do. All right. So how about you both? Yeah. Leave us with one other way that consumers get screwed in in uh, at the dealership. Well, oh, okay. Well. <laughs> I'll let you go first. <laughs> well, I mean, if we're talking about um, scare tactics, I'm thinking of scare tactics in, in the finance office. Um, one of them is by saying, um, you know, you can't pay this off. You have to keep this for 60 days or 90 days or whatever. You can't pay this off. Another scare tactic that um, we were always taught to use, although I will tell you I never did this, but I certainly thought about it was getting a part out of the service department, a big part, and sticking it on our desk and um, saying, hey, you know, to fix this, it was like $2,500. I don't even know what this part is, but it yeah. would scare people. They would see the part because you're selling non-tangible items. But if I stuck a part there, it would put the fear in you. And you Those forget about, no, no, don't, don't negotiate, just pay. And 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 the scare tactic, at least in in the old days, 
on the on the sales side of things was was simply well the this this offer this deal it's only good till the close of business today you come back tomorrow I'm sorry, we're going to have to start all over again. So the numbers we're at now, the ones that you said, I'll take the card X number and I got to that number. If you're not signing up right now, you got to we close tonight. That's a scare tactic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've also heard um, like having going to another salesperson and like asking them to come by and ask for the keys that you're about to like take a test drive with your customer on or something like that. I mean, there's, there's any number. Um, and, and typically, if you're a consumer, um, you, if, if you haven't spent any time at joinyaa.com, uh, right. going through deal school reading and going through some of our tutorials and watching some of our videos, well, the scare tactic then, if you haven't done any of that, starts when the salesperson says hello. Okay. So we should write a book. We should write a book of scare tactics alone. Yeah, You know, like whenever you come into the finance office and you say, you know, thanks for going over the menu with me, but I, I'm kind of looking over here somewhere else for a, an elite, uh, um, not so expensive extended warranty. I'm going to say oh, for that price, it's not going to cover anything. <laughs> I've never heard of them before, or we don't, we don't fix that here. You know, there's so many, we should write a book. Yeah, we really should. And uh, I don't know who we'd get to write the forward, but we, we'd have to find somebody. Maybe we could ask Elon. Well, you know. Elon, yeah. as in Musk? Okay. No. I think yeah. he's a little concerned with his pieces falling out of the sky right now. <laughs> I think he's got That's better things term. to think about. Yes. All right, gang. Well, happy Friday. Thank you both for being here. Thanks for walking us through all of that. I am going to go rest. I think you should. I would yes. recommend that. Yeah. Rest, chicken noodle soup, yeah. Vicks vapor rub. Yeah. Um, Hot tea. Hot tea. Uh, with some Maybe whiskey some... and honey in it. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking too. A little, yeah. Bit, little, yeah. little shot little, in there. A little hot Maybe toddy. Some, little yeah. hot, hot, hot toddies cure yeah. all. Yeah. I'll report back on Monday. Please. Uh, Please are we do. doing a show tomorrow night? We'll figure it out. I don't know. Oh my God. Okay. Maybe 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 we'll see you here tomorrow night, folks. Uh if not, we'll see you next Monday <laughs> at noon with more news that you can use from YAA. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you guys. It's so good seeing you again. Have a great weekend. You, you do the too. same. Enjoy this enjoy the stupor bowl this weekend. Oh, I definitely will. I will. Okie doke. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon. soon.